0: Good night everyone. Welcome to another episode of Phantom of the Silver Screen podcast, where we talk about movies and television shows, some that you care about and some that you have a passing interest in. And today we're talking about something in between. The tale of Prisoner's Past, made by Arya Dark? everyone's favorite TV Y7. My name is Jumpy. I am joined by the person who loves you most
1: rip that's right everyone
0: this episode was shot i've never have not done this in like 25 episodes this (laughs) episode was aired december 2nd 1995 (laughs) just for some some reference all right it was made a long time ago with no budget by director ron oliver
1: and it is um season five, episode five, based on whatever site we're using to get the the order of all these episodes. May it be right or wrong.
0: Was this an easy to obtain episode?
1: Yes it was.
0: It was on Paramount Plus?
1: It was on Paramount Plus.
0: Great. Yeah. Good news for everybody at home who wants to listen to it. Because there's no or watch it. special
1: guests. So. This was super easy. Yay. Wait, is, is that the reason those Actually,
0: episodes are so hard to get?
1: Yeah, because the one we paid for, because we paid for all of them. is mm-hmm, With uh,
0: real money, real Canadian Canucks.
1: Uh, there's one with Ryan Gosling and Gilbert Gottfried. That was fucking mm-hmm. expensive. Um, mm-hmm. That The one with uh, Tia Mari, Tia and Tamaramari, Mari. Even the one with Wilfred O but this, this one has a special guest star too and it was it did not it was not uh it was on the the site i guess they forgot that uh, uh the show step by step existed because that's right this was starred by a special guest was christopher castillo who is known for his portrayal of mark foster in step by step and had Newton in Beethoven one and Beethoven second
0: so a megastar in the same vein as Ryan Gosling is what you're telling me
1: yeah and he was uh on He was
0: Ken oh he was on K Arnold yeah he looks even though it's like weird to say that but he looks like he was on Harry Arnold
1: do you remember the characters from the hey Arnold
0: um there's Harold I love Harold
1: which okay so you're looking at jason jason's the kid with the glasses for people who don't know um who is he that guy no that's actually the the creator of the show
0: really yeah oh that's fun
1: um who would you guess
0: well other than that guy uh is he stinky no no tall stinky maybe uh the short kid with the backwards cap the oh, hot dog Sid? Nose? No, no, no. Yeah. Not the hot dog nose. No, he's I actually... I mean, they drew it like a hot dog.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he, um, he played Eugene, the jinx. He
0: played Eugene? Yeah. I should have just guessed all the short characters, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know why that would make sense, but in my mind, that makes sense, because he's short, they're short.
1: And he was the first voice actor, Eugene, because there had a couple. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, lots of trivia for this episode. But yes, this started... Uh, christopher castillo he retired from acting after the uh cancellation of step by step and he is now... that's why they
0: don't have a premium episode yeah. or whatever that they took offline yep. you think the actors when they get big enough they're like i don't want that shit going around all right i don't <laughs> give my rights take this shit down
1: <laughs> i mean does ryan gosling get paid for whoever buys the episode of uh um, no station 107.9 or whatever
0: <laughs> i am sure they screwed him over on the contract <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, he got paid an experience
1: yeah right because they n- streaming was never like an
0: uh, idea back then yeah that's so well, maybe cool. after this most topical writer strike you will get some well-deserved pennies from this episode
1: but that's so lame that they would monetize these episodes like you want to see your favorite actors as kids <laughs> you get the you have to pay for go. it
0: i would understand more if they're just like hey you have to pay for like the whole season or whatever but don't put it on your streaming service and then like put a cherry pick episodes that's so weird it is weird it's like here's the whole season but we took out episode two you gotta know what happens in episode two you <laughs> have to pay us money like it's it's so weird <laughs> or you know it would be a real sleazy move that I'm sure they want to do is like here's the whole show but the finale's fifteen bucks
1: <laughs> Oh man
0: I dare you to pay it.
1: Or like just cherry, like make really important episodes to the plot and just just put a paywall behind it. Like uh yeah. what was it Imagine? midnight club the four the the fourth episode they just like you know what you have to pay for this you can't watch the fifth one
0: or the fourth episode of the latest straightest stranger things like not the latest but the one before that like part one of season five
1: yeah we'll give you part two but you have to pay for part one
0: that's (laughs) some malarkey
1: (laughs) it's it's disgusting there's a lot I can of that
0: happening. I feel that that happening in the future.
1: That's a lot of disc. You know, what's topical? I'm not gonna name names because uh, I don't want to get in trouble. But there's a certain um, development tool, right? That that's free for everybody, where you can mm-hmm. uh, make games, and a lot of our favorite games have been made by this development tool. And now, they're like, okay, you could use it, but if you wanna uh to download it now you have to pay a price before you download it for free now you pay a price
0: so it sounds like they put this really cool service out there mm-hmm. and earn nothing off of it and now they're just like well everyone's using it we should get a piece well is it like 99 cents
1: like say you you make a game right the whole catch was like you can make a game and if you monetize it, they get a piece of the pie. Oh, that's cool, right? Which is fair, right? Yeah, they're giving you. Using their free thing. But now there—that's still up. But now you have to download it for uh, money.
0: Well, now it makes the we get a piece kind of unfair. Like we already paid for it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It just there's weird practices going on, on around. And, um... i can't
0: remember the full story but there there was like i can't remember his name i i want to say the company starts with a u or something or unity or something like that but it, the, the ceo was in trouble because he was like <laughs> i'm gonna start <laughs> charging people for reloading their gun in this first person shooter <laughs> and like he wants to charge people by the bullet okay all right. in well, his game
1: i the developer tool was unity really (laughs) the one i was was talking about fucking
0: unity (laughs) i think i'm talking about a game company
1: no unity provides uh like download the game like download the software to make the game
0: well coincidentally there's also a game company called unity so you outed yourself rip am i i I think so
1: i think we're both fucking talking about the same shit all right (laughs)
0: Unity, I haven't heard about no, it. Okay, you are okay, talking about? The,
1: the headline, the headline, Unity, Unity Temporarily Closes Offices Amid Death Threats. I am definitely talking about this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: All right. Well, no, but like, there's another article that's like, Unity Reveals Plans to Charge... Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, we're we're talking about the same thing.
0: I think we are. Are we just talking about very different parts of it? Where you're talking about this developing tool and I'm talking about I guess the company trying to make microtransactions within games that don't make any sense.
1: Developers paying over 2000 a year for Unity Pro.
0: Jeez. Our... Welcome to the Unity Hate Podcast.
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> enough about unity (laughs) which was also a character on rick and morty um
0: yeah it was are you for the man rick and morty are you even interested anymore
1: i just need to know the ending man
0: is there (laughs) an ending do they have one in mind they got hired for like 37 seasons and now they can't do them
1: they they revealed important plot points you know and i didn't watch the latest season i was like, Anyway.
0: But you know what I did watch? Would you watch? The Tale of the Prisoner's Past.
1: Ooh, I heard that was good.
0: It was a good one. <laughs> um it was decent. It had good star power behind it.
1: Yes. Uh, but uh what was it? Um this was a good episode. hmm But I felt like more attention was drawn to what was going on outside the story. Know what I mean? I was
0: more interested outside the story.
1: It was interesting <laughs> because
0: how little they pay attention to Betty. Yeah, I'm always interested <laughs> when that happens. Betty like, what the hell is Betty doing? She sat on the in dirt. shadows, <laughs> she hovered above a rock.
1: She did. But we start this episode with Gary coming in in rage. He's angry. He's like, he grabs Tucker. He's like, not so fast. <laughs> and he tells him, I can't believe you're blew me off and he's gary's wearing that had a different meaning back then And <laughs> the Kiki was like what are you wearing and he's like i spent all afternoon painting the den of our house and tucker was supposed to show up and help me but i finished like 10 minutes ago and tucker's like look like i'm sorry i just had to do something else and uh and gary's like i'm gonna hang you up by your feet I'll beat the shit and then kiki's like guys come on come on come on brothers and in the background, you just see Steak playing with the fire. Well, <laughs> he's. He's, he's doing something. He's, steak, right? he's talking to somebody. Yeah, no. He has his his uh, socks and he's ringing them out by the fire. And. Which Betty is very
0: Ann, dangerous because that grease is going to go all over the place <laughs> and start some fire they can't put out.
1: Betty Ann and Sam were like, Oh, I hate it when I have wet socks too. And he's like, Who said I stepped in water? <laughs> Because stick. big, <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> Gary and Tucker come in. Gary's still pissed off, and Sam comes up to Gary, and she's like, "Hey, I can't wait. Uh, my answer is yes." And Gary's like, "What?" Um, and then Tucker's like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it later. I gotta I gotta do this story," and she's like, "Okay," uh, and then <laughs> Betty Ann is like. <laughs> Why are you all mess- messy? And he's like, Tucker stood me up. Um, and Stig's like, you well, want, you wanna, you wanna wipe your hands on my socks? And Gary grabs the sock, wipes his hand, stops, looks at Stig, and chucks it at him. He's pissed.
0: <laughs> I wish that ended with chucks it into the fire.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> and this is my favorite. Part. Just
0: and it just ignites. <laughs> hmm?
1: You see, like a soul leave. <laughs> <Ooh>! <laughs> it's frank <laughs> so uh it's my favorite part but tucker's like i have a i have a story about two brothers who don't get along uh, <laughs> and carrie's like oh Everyone is a nonfiction? fiction it's a non-fiction <laughs> night <laughs> I, like, God damn.
0: <laughs> I feel like this was written with frank in mind and when he left they're like well we gotta rework this yeah because <laughs> we never get this anger from gary i was in shock (laughs) i can't believe it he's like criticizing a story i've never seen him do that
1: The, like i could see it because there were hints of like sam and frank getting closer and closer but it was always that love triangle you know Mm -hmm. and i felt like now there's
0: no competition
1: right so they're just like moving along but
0: well if you don't count (laughs) stick
1: I that uh I love Tucker's clap back to this. He's like, What is it? Nonfiction night and Tucker's like, No, my story's about trust. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude
0: <laughs> uh, Trust me, damn it.
1: It's about knowing when you're in trouble and your back is to the wall and you need somebody to rely on. Which might be the one person you least expect? And Gary's like, Yeah, when I need you you didn't have my back and Tucker's like, Alright bro, submit it for the proof <laughs> of the Midnight Society he grabs a midnight does, throws it into a midnight fire, calls a story, the tales of prisoners past. And we begin. Is,
0: uh, this, I wish this this campfire beginning ended. I'm gonna I mean we're skipping toward the end. I don't care. But like he's just Gary's just like, yeah, you didn't have my fucking back. And he's like, you know what? And he pulls out <laughs> the tickets he was gonna give Gary and just throws it into the fire. <laughs> There you go, Gary. Joy. Yeah,
1: You dumbass <laughs> he walks away. You Idiot.
0: That's what you get.
1: Um, what was it? Yeah. So he the whole reason that Tucker was late and, and or didn't help out Gary is because he wanted to do Gary a solid and got two tickets to Lollapalooza for him and Sam and he set it up so Sam and Gary go to it. He didn't even just buy the tickets and he was like, "Oh, go ask Sam." tucker went to sam he's like oh uh gary wanted me to tell you that he wanted you to go with him to Lollapalooza. and you know he and he's like oh he's painting the house that's why he he, you know, he can't tell you but i think i figured it'd be easier if i you know i'm filling in the blanks that's all he's,
0: he set them up yeah i can't believe it yeah i'd never nothing we've seen has indicated that tucker is that cool
1: Actually, he's been hinting at that shit for a while. In fact, really? even I would even go as far as say is that he's purposely messed with Frank to keep him away from Sam.
0: That is your big theory that he was being addicted. I, I saw
1: it. I oh saw it. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> that fits though.
1: I think he was just being a dick because he's like a little kid and likes to make pranks. But there are moments where like you could tell Gary and Sam were like next to each other, and Frank butted in, and Tucker was like, "Hey, hey, Frank." <laughs>
0: What's you're, he, you're an idiot.
1: Your jaws on Blind, the floor, right? and then you know <laughs> some shit like that.
0: You scared of the dark, Frank?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: We, the character who's actually scared of the dark. <laughs> Who answers the question the title asks yeah. is gone. It's so crazy.
1: Yeah, it was made for him. He was supposed to be the main character.
0: Mm-hmm. It should have ended with Frank saying yes.
1: <laughs> um But yeah, Sam is talks to gary she's like oh can't wait for saturday night and gary's like i don't know what you're talking and tucker pulls him aside and um tucker tells him he waited in line for five hours to buy concert tickets for him he didn't realize that like it would take that long but he did it and he said happy birthday and Gary is just like you know sometimes i want to beat the living crap out of you other times i don't know what i would do without you and that is the definition of sibling love hmm so gary walks with sam and stig puts out the fire for the first time and leaves with tucker
0: i can't believe they trusted him with this
1: <laughs> he's such a background character now
0: good <laughs> i mean at least he has personality but it's like i just don't like what personality he has <laughs> Yeah, as for the story, I mean, I was way more interested in the, in the <laughs> campfire stuff. I can't believe things are heating up with Sam. Tucker's, like, being the coolest brother in the world. Betty Ann's, Betty on the Ann's floor. a ghost. She's just in the background.
1: And Kiki's just like, you guys. You know, just in the... Yeah. So silly. Um,
0: This episode was That's- good.
1: I liked this episode, mm-hmm. but it really did follow, like, a formula. And it really tried to play off of, like, Okay, this is what's going on in the campfire story. I mean, this is going on with the Midnight Society, so the campfire story needs to closely relate to this. How can we do that? And it just really was about two brothers, mm-hmm. and, two stepbrothers. Yes, yeah,
0: stepbrothers. He tried to add a different layer to like <laughs> this is why they're fighting.
1: <laughs> it was like and and it's your typical odd couple, the nerd of the class is now stepbrothers with the 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 high school jock.
0: Who moves into his room? Yeah, so that's rough.
1: Yep. know. their parents are hilarious though. Like, you y- that was one hundred percent the jock's dad.
0: No, oh, yeah, you can tell. The most handsome man in the world <laughs> walks in. <laughs> he looks just like a Aren't supermodel. Like, I can't.
1: Aren't you guys a little too old for ghosts? <laughs>
0: even had like the alluring voice like it was it was so weird
1: no ghosts bye
0: and the mom not that she's not beautiful or anything she was it's just like she looks like a person you know a normal person and the dad is just like this supermodel for no reason
1: (laughs) dude so jason was like the nerdy one and scott was the the jock right i i just expected scott's dad to come in when they're screaming and like when mm-hmm. when they're screaming about the ghost, Scott's dad to walk in and look at Jason and be like, "Hey, can you keep it down? I'm trying to bang your mother here." <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs>
1: that's what he looked like. He looked like that guy, like with like he came in with a with a robe on, but it was always open. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, he is that guy. I now I'm thinking of him as like Hugh Hefner type, but if he was a <laughs> younger person.
1: But yeah, this is, I mean, Jason and Scott were the, your classic stepbrother odd couple. One's more into sports, the other one's not. And anytime, like, you know, the one that's into sports, Mm -hmm. the jock, popular, he loves to mess with the nerd brother. And he's just like, Uh, you know what? And and they're at a prison for a field trip. Not just any prison. This is like your Alcatraz type place where, like, the notorious <laughs> criminals from the nineteen twenties to nineteen forties hung out here.
0: And then they didn't, and they built a museum out of it.
1: <laughs> yep, they closed for it
0: kids area. to go to field trips on. And I don't know if this is normal in your part of the world, but I thought that was weird. <laughs>
1: uh, and it wasn't never even like a field trip about that. say that again, sorry.
0: I never did a field trip about mm-hmm. prison. That's so weird.
1: They uh, and it wasn't even like a scared straight prison. Like, oh, these kids are bad. Let's scare them straight. It was just to brag about um that they had a ninety nine point nine
0: nine percent uh retention rate.
1: Retention? Only one person escaped. Yeah, and that was one-eyed Jack. And his body was never found.
0: His mother gave him that name.
1: <laughs> that was his last name. Uh, Jack was his last name. His first name was One-Eyed.
0: Remind me of the Goonies. Really hard when they said that, but I I didn't see any other parallels. I just that's what I thought. <laughs> the thing about the brothers, I wanted to mention that like, for the time period, this fits a very popular stereotype of like jock and nerd, and in that time period jock good nerd bad so everyone's understanding because it's not really that way in high school movies these days like that's not really oh, yeah. the that's case mm.
1: everybody's like a good student as well as
0: <laughs> yeah well rounded and all the other stuff the jocks aren't always the douchebags
1: yeah this guy is
0: <laughs> this guy's a douchebag
1: <laughs> yeah, Scott. and then like it's not like <laughs> uh, like Jason they try to make Jason annoying because he was very indecisive he needed to be like make the right decision but it's he wanted to buy a shirt and he liked two different shirts and he spent like five minutes deciding which one was better to the point where like the prison like the um, the cashier at the prison museum who dressed like a prisoner was about to commit a crime because he couldn't <laughs> handle this kid anymore. No, and, but he
0: was really annoying. That was very irritating.
1: And Scott comes in and he's just like, look, I'll take this shirt and you'll take that shirt. Here's 10 bucks. And then Jason's like, hey, you owe me five bucks. And then Jason's like, okay, here, here's 10 bucks. This this is yours. If You can take it from me. You know, like, be a man.
0: Typical, That's, I'm bigger than you mentality.
1: But Jason's the smart one, so he waited until uh, Scott was distracted because they called, uh, hey, everybody, uh, can we gather around here? And when Jason had his back turned, Scott, I'm oh, sorry, when Scott had his back turned, Jason took the $10 bill and, and ran.
0: <laughs> In my eyes, he won, all right? The deal was, if I can get it from you, it's mine. And he <laughs> And the nerd got it.
1: Yeah, but Scott didn't like it. Accomplished. Yeah, well, he
0: didn't <laughs> like being outsmarted, but he has to get used to. It.
1: <laughs> so he ran, chased Jason, down a secret corridor in the prison, and they see a prisoner. One-eyed Jack, and One-eyed Jack. He was... is
0: somehow in this museum that has already been established to be filled with gift shops and mannequins with prisoner outfits on. There's a real prisoner.
1: So they're like, "Okay, this guy must be stuck from the show or this must be part of like a or like a sh- yeah, another show or something." You know, so when I Jack's like, "Hey, uh open that door." So Jason's like, "Uh I'm good." <laughs> and Scott is just like uh You know what? If uh if you're going to be chicken about it, I'm going to do it. And he opens the door and then One-Eyed Jack comes out and they're like, okay. And he's like, okay, now go in. And they're like, we're not going to go in. And they turn around to walk away and he's in front of them. He's like, go in. And they get freaked out. And, um.
0: Uh, yeah, One-Eyed Jack could have been a little more descriptive with what he wanted. <laughs> Give him a little more details you can't really blame these kids for running out in fear cuz he's teleporting all over the place being all ghostly and trying to make it seem like he wants them to go inside of a jail cell so he can slam the door
1: and they run out and as soon as they they, they close the door and he begs them to like open the go into the the prison and he, his hand goes through the door to to grab them and they freak out and they run and they bump into their teacher and they're like and, you know, and this is your typical '90s high school teacher. Mm. The bus is going to leave with or without you, so I suggest you guys get to move on if you no, want to I hated go this home.
0: part too. <laughs> this made me mad, because no teacher would be like that. They, they would be panicking. Oh my god, we lost two kids.
1: We're gonna get sued. And now
0: it's yeah, <laughs> this is our fault. I don't get paid enough to to survive a lawsuit. This is going to be terrible. Uh, and he just comes up all nonchalant like, excuse me, um, your shirt's untucked. Please come back. <laughs> like He's not going to care. He's not going to care that little. He's going to be panicking out of breath.
1: Yeah, he's like, you motherfuckers get in the bus now, now that I found you.
0: And leaves them again alone. Yeah, He walks off and they're like, oh, we better get going. So they go. I would have grabbed them by their ears.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, so they're they're back they're they're at home they don't they they know what they, they dealt with was a ghost i believe um yeah <laughs> and was it there's just some creepiness going on at that night right mm-hmm. um Jason wakes up and finds that the bedroom window is open, and he's looking for Scott. But Scott, um, oh, was it? Scott had just gotten water, and he sneaks up behind Jason, and then all all of a sudden, like they get into an argument. He's like, "Dude, don't, don't leave the door, don't leave the window open. You know, you know, I'll catch a cold." And Scott was like, "I, I didn't leave the, the the window open." Just relax all right and and then they turn and they see one eyed Jack <laughs> grab Jason, and he yeah, apparently he'd follow them home, I guess he has a lot of power. He grabs Jason and um and he begs him go back to the prison cell, please go back, and they scream, and that's when the parents show up, and one eye Jack dips. And then because he I, couldn't handle
0: how handsome the dad was.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, but this is like, in this scene where Jason and Scott are hanging out, you you could you you learn that Jason knows he can't beat up Scott, and Scott can beat him up, but he's not backing down. He's like, you're a bully and I'm not gonna freaking deal with your ass. I think he
0: also has the whole like we currently share parents. <laughs> so you're gonna get consequences if you do that. If I if you leave visible marks on my body.
1: <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I guess. I just I just remember uh And he doesn't
0: he's he's sorry, he's not he's not decisive enough <laughs> to make the decision to be afraid. He's like, All right, I'm scared, I'm backing down what if i don't what if i stand up to it? like <laughs> he'll just second guess anything he can't make a decision like that
1: <laughs> so like jason and scott now know this is a ghost. they got a name one at jack and they go through june 1st 1942 uh, a microfilm reader in a library for old newspaper articles and they found one at jack serving time for robbing a federal bank yeah he, uh, he escaped the prison officials were very confused about how you managed to avoid the prison's top security. And then August 29, 1945, the prison closed down forever and the prison's perfect escape-free record had only one blemish and that was one at Jack because he was never found and remains at large. Um,
0: and they Scott, lose sleep over it. Ah, uh, one guy.
1: And... Uh,
0: didn't die here
1: I mean that would bother me
0: (laughs) I guess it would bother me if I knew he got away and I knew what he was doing
1: it's like how the fuck did he escape you know
0: I probably would have just assumed he died (laughs) if I couldn't find any trace
1: of him so Scott finds out that when I jack out a daughter Alma Briggs and she has been denied access to the prison records and she's been trying to fight for a chance to to find out, to get some information about her father because uh, something didn't feel right with her.
0: She's been living a really shitty life, apparently. She's like uh, living alone. She's very elderly. She hates when kids show up, when the brothers show up to get some information out of her. She just assumes and yells at them that apparently she's always getting kids coming over making fun of her or, or like for some reason, making fun of one eyed Jack. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why, but they'll,
1: they'll come wearing an eye patch and like, Oh, I'm one eyed Jack. I'm your, I'm your father. I'm your
0: father. <laughs> Isn't this a normal teen activity? Ha ha ha. Like, I don't, it's so weird to me. I don't think a teenager would do that. Maybe, maybe a Stephen King teenager, but I don't, I can't think of any normal kid who would do that. <laughs> I'm going to cosplay as her dead dad and scare her. And then I'm going to go to sleep like a baby.
1: Where have we seen that before?
0: Stephen King. Plus. Wait. Chucky. Chucky? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, that's horrible. I forgot. I had to purge that from my mind because (laughs) the show wants you to like her in the later season. Yeah. I keep forgetting about that and why she's irredeemable.
1: <laughs> so they're back at the house after visiting Elma Briggs, who like shoes them away. They have nothing to go by and they're angry because they know that One Night Jack is coming back for them. And they're freaking out. They're freaking out. They're just like, fuck, fuck this. <laughs> and they get into each other's throat. They started pushing, uh, Jason starts pushing him. Um, Scott is like, I'm going to hit you so hard your mom's going to feel it. And
0: our mom.
1: <laughs> and, and um and at that point Jack's arm comes goes through the door and grabs Scott and <laughs> leaves nothing but his shoes.
0: His little Nike's behind. <laughs> Product placement. Yeah. Pretty funny. So something they... cartoonish about like just pulling somebody out of the scene but they leave their shoes behind. Yeah when uh so the, the nerdy brother is left with a weird choice and he has to go save his brother and he rushes to the i mean after a few indecision you know pacing around figuring out what to do he goes to save the brother
1: yeah he he picks up a phone thousand nine one one and he's like what, the, what am i doing no one's gonna believe me he hangs up grabs a flashlight and goes <laughs>
0: if only and, he knew ghostbusters number
1: and he just finds jason sleeping in the cell and he wakes him up no sorry he finds scott jason finds scott in the cell and he wakes him up and
0: i thought he'd wake up with some more urgency he (laughs) was sleeping like like it's sunday (laughs) (laughs) is the only way i could describe it like he was just like (sighs) what do you want like i thought he'd wake up in a panic like (gasps) i got teleported by a flying ghost (sighs) (laughs) you'd think it'd be a terrifying experience (laughs)
1: no he was just normal and they have a heart to heart because Scott is surprised to see Jason even more surprised that Jason came by himself he was just like oh okay alright man hey and that's where we're in this top bonding I guess you're not as much of a wimp as I thought you were but
0: he's also like well you did get us both locked in here because they ended up both getting locked in the stupid cell
1: oh yeah because the cell shut Um, Yeah, that's why you always
0: for the save, bro. That's
1: why you always put tape on the door before you walk in.
0: Yep, tape will stop all the supernatural forces at at work. It's true. Hmm. I mean, (laughs) if he can snatch you out of your bedroom at home and drag you miles away theoretically to this abandoned prison, I think he can close a door (laughs) and take off tape. (laughs) I also think he could just pick up his own dead body. <laughs> I don't know. It's just The whole plot doesn't make sense.
1: The plot was more about trust. <laughs> yeah.
0: But Tucker's doing his damn best, okay?
1: With what he's got. He came up with the story of standing five hours in line for fucking concert tickets. Um, but... So, like,
0: the brothers are in there, and this is, like, the same plot from Shawshank Redemption... But things go wrong. There's a big hole in the wall. They have to follow it. And they find one eyed Willie's corpse. And apparently all one eyed Willie wanted them wanted to happen was to be found. So they find it, they fall through the ceiling. One eyed Willie is not his name. It's one eyed whatever Jack. But <laughs> it's the same person. It's one eyed Willie, one eyed Jack. Who does one eyed anything? Even close to the vicinity of the Goonies coming out, okay? It's not fair.
1: <laughs> so uh, as Jumpy said they did find something one eyed Jax one eyed Willy <laughs> oh. um,
0: just kidding it was long since disintegrated
1: or eaten by rats Pink oh bucket. god
0: that's worse than what I said
1: <laughs> uh, so they found this hole because J- Jason was like okay we gotta figure this out he locked us in he's the only one who escaped he must have found a way to escape <sighs> so they saw a rat go behind the toilet didn't come out they move the toilet they see the hole in the wall they go through the wall they're going through the ventilation shaft uh, going through the tunnel and they see the corpse of one-eyed Jack and he's staring at them they're staring at him they all scream and this tunnel turns out to be a ventilation shaft and they fall Ooh. to Uh, not to their deaths they're fine they're nice <laughs> The they landed safely, with one at Jack's corpse next to them, and he shows up, and he's like, "Hey, uh, thank you guys. You guys found me. I didn't escape. I died. This person's record is perfect, which is all I wanted to do. Oh, and by the way, give uh, there's a there's something in my shirt pocket. Give it to my daughter. Get some closure for her, please. Thank you." And it was a picture of One-Head Jack as a man (laughs) and his daughter. um, He has
0: a lot of power as a ghost because it's like they can't refuse. He's just going to pull your ass back to the prison. (laughs) Pretty much. But he can also get off his lazy ghost ass and get the picture out of his own pocket and take it to his daughter's house.
1: (laughs) Apparently he couldn't do that because the door is locked they had to open the door. What does that
0: mean? He <laughs> he opened all the doors to get into the house. They leave a they left the window open. That had that had to be it. So,
1: uh, they go back. They give the picture to Elma. She's happy. She's sorry about how she shoot him off before, and she's she she's very thankful for getting closure. They're She's a lot
0: cleaner, and she's not in pajamas anymore. She looks she looks good.
1: Uh, uh, Scott promise to hang out with Jason today. And Jason's like, "Hey, let's go, let's go grab let's go to the arcade and have some lunch." Or maybe we should have some lunch and go to the arcade. But we have lunch first, we might not enjoy the arcade. So it might be better to go to the arcade first. But the arcade might be hungry. Yeah, don't, we don't want to go to arcade on empty scum And Scott grabs Jason and he's like, "Here. Here's the 5 bucks I owe you. Don't push your luck." <laughs> and that's gives it. him
0: a knuckle sandwich and a noogie and then we end the day
1: the end and we have a lot of returning characters we already talked about the ending Sam and Gary go on their first not official date but they get to hang out with each other um, mm-hmm. the person who played the tour guide was first appeared on the tail of Jake and the Leprechaun as Lucy ooh the Librarian that showed up at the library when they're looking through the Is it the same one? No. She was she's Aunt Dottie from The Tale of the Lonely Ghost. And Mrs. Buckley in the, the shiny red bicycle.
0: I love the shiny red bicycle episode.
1: <laughs> and the guy who played Scott showed up on two different animated shows with uh, um Daniel DeSanto or Tucker, which is Bray's face. And total yeah. drama. <laughs> Some Really? Yeah. And uh he also is he also is um fuck. Oh, uh McMurray from <laughs> from uh, uh Letter Have you watched that show?
0: No, yeah. I have not.
1: It's a funny show.
0: But yeah,
1: uh that's it. That's a good episode. Good episode, but I feel like it more of the
0: I liked yeah I liked the Midnight Crew story more. Yeah. I was really more interested in what's going on there.
1: I love the range for Gary. Finally showing mm-hmm. some range.
0: <laughs> uh, range, I mean he's just possessed by Frank's character, <laughs> I would
1: say. All right. So, you ready to predict the next episode? I don't think we should. But Really? Let's give it a okay. shot. You ready? Okay. The Tale of C7
0: Battleship (laughs) It's gonna be about Battleship
1: Who who says the story About Battleship What is C7 This is gonna
0: This is easily gonna be Tucker again (laughs) Or Gary But I'm gonna go with Tucker again
1: I'm gonna say Gary Okay C7 I don't know man
0: It's a Battleship I feel it in my bones Battleship yeah, you sunk my battleship. I picked C7 and I could feel it. And they're going to have to play battleship but with real people or something like that.
1: Uh, I don't know. I see I want to say like oh it's like about a room like C7 watch out for room C7. But like they they've always done with like the tail of room C7. Why would they just do C7?
0: Because it's a move. The tail of the C7 battleships and sinking. Or maybe it's chess, but I'm going with Battleship because that was my first thought.
1: I don't I even know, man. C7? There's so many things you could do with C7. <laughs> it's
0: a new type of explosive in the same vein as C4. I'm
1: just going to go with... It's it's a, it's a room. Okay. I mean, you could also go with chess, you know? Knight to C7? I don't
0: I, know. Man. Yeah, but I went with Battleship. That's my first.
1: Yeah, I guess... I guess we'll do that. <laughs> uh, I'll say room C7 or or hotel room c I don't know. Something about that. I don't even know what the story's about. Something's haunted.
0: That's mm.
1: it. Something's haunted. It's a room that's haunted.
0: I'm going to go with like... Yeah. I mean, there's some kind of supernatural force, but it makes them play Battleship.
1: Oh, like they're, they think they're playing Battleship for like but like it's for ghostly
0: fate. battleship for your lives like <laughs>
1: that or like they're playing battleship for real and they don't know it <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean that's as much as we can do
0: <laughs>
1: uh well with all that being said any last words Chumby?
0: betty ann lives
1: betty ann lives indeed and with that, we conclude another episode of Phantoms of the Service podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a like, subscribe, follow, anything to show us that you love us because we love you too. And we always will.
0: I wasn't done. Betty Ann lives under your bed.